Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening from wherever and wherever you're listening to. This is a Peripatia Theatre Company podcast, Flipping the Script, with today's special guest... Georgie Mackay. Georgie, great to have Hi. you on today. How are you today? I'm good. I just had a shock through like an hour ago that it was May, and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe we're like in spring now. So I feel quite happy and yeah, re- raring to go very springy yeah springy yeah. in my step yeah how are Wonderful. you I'm very good can't believe it's come so yeah. quick but at least we're, we're moving ahead and hopefully this year after this year's done no more global yeah. pandemic so <laughs> that'd be brilliant wouldn't it no, <laughs> the faster we go through the faster that we we can start celebrating again yeah so great to have you on today Georgie so why don't you tell us a bit about yourself um the work that you do so I can describe myself as an actor and director. Um, I do write a little bit. I wrote quite a lot uh, during the height of the lockdowns, um, but that's kind of fizzled a bit during just, you know, getting back into the real world. Um, And yeah, I just really like making my own work. I like encouraging people to be positive and be happy within themselves. I think that's what I would describe myself as, yeah. We've got sort of a, a really early start working relationship. We've probably known each other for yeah. about, about four or five months and that's come out yeah. of the process of lockdown. Um, so we've worked <laughs> on a couple of projects together, which is wonderful. But yeah, yeah. that's sort of uh, inspirational to people that, um, I don't know, is it public speaking? Is that something that you're interested in? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think I'd like to get into that more. Um, And since doing this like spoken word and kind of getting that validation of I can do it, that was like an opening for me. Like, oh, I am a writer in a way. Like I don't have to just put myself in the actor box. Um, So yeah, but definitely. Wonderful then. Let's get into it then. Let's start at the very beginning because it's a very good place to start. Um, So what's that first memory for you, Georgie, of theatre? So whenever I get asked this question, I can't really think of um, a specific theatre show. I can probably think of like pantos. Like my mum and dad were very um, active of me going to theatre because they love it too. But I think my kind of memory of just having that I want to do this is when I watched Chicago on right. the, the film yeah and I was eight years old I don't know why everyone was letting me watch this film because it's really not appropriate but <laughs> it literally even when I watch it now it just gives me that uh, fire in my mm. belly and just makes me feel like this is what I should be doing and um, so I definitely think that's my first memory of just seeing Catherine Zeta-Jones slay it in that film yeah um, but theatre, probably like pantos, and that's why I think they're so important. And I yeah. can't wait for them to be back on stage, hopefully this year, so kids can have that um, experience. Yeah. I mean, what was a, is there a specific moment within Chicago that you thought, ah, oh, that, that's something that I want to do? Oh, yeah. Um, it's so, like cell block tango. And as soon as it like just goes into that massive, hey, helicopter. Oh, my God. I think about it now, I just get so like... Uh, it's so good I just think yeah that passion and seeing two women being so strong in their roles and um, captivating I think yeah I just will always remember watching that for the first time and then just watching it ever since wonderful is there anything within that film then that you actually moved forward with I mean is there any musical theatre that you've done there oh yeah I think that um, I thought I would go into musical theatre because I was very dance-based when I was younger. Mm. Um, I did really do drama. I was very dance, ballet, tap, you know, the commercial classes on a Friday. And then I remember watching more and more musicals and being like, mum, I think this is what I want to go into. And thankfully I had really supportive parents. I was in a very privileged position. So I went to stage school 
school, like not like Brit school, you know, a stagecoach yeah. on a Saturday. So it was yeah. still, you know, yeah. um, but still it was great because I went there when I was like 13 until 16. And um, yeah, it really gave me confidence. And I just thought that's what I was going into. And then I went to college and it all changed. And I wanted to be a straight, serious actor, not an empty actor. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, let's go a bit into that sort of training that you've received there. So we've started off yeah. at stage school, sort of in yeah. the early days. And then when it got into college, there was more a need for straight, straight acting. Mm. So what, what was it at college? What was that changing moment? Um, I think because I did, um, I went to a college that, because I wanted to do English as well, because I love reading. So I did English Lit and then I did uh, drama, dance and performing arts. And I was very lucky right. again, my parents encouraged me to do things that I love. Um, and I was doing the dance A-level. And even though I've danced all my life, it just really didn't get me that fire in my belly yeah. and that passion. Whereas acting and studying scripts and playing with you know your classmates in that environment which I've never done before I've done a bit in stagecoach yeah. but it wasn't acting um yeah I was just like oh I quite like and I quite like the idea of the inclusivity of it and the diversity of it I know obviously when you go more deeper into yeah. it there needs to be more back then when I was 17 18 I just would never want to be in a dance studio with people judging me whereas in an acting yeah. studio people are encouraging you so I don't know yeah. I just think it was a really nice environment to be a part of and that's obviously when I started looking into drama schools to study it further I think yeah I think definitely with acting there's that were a bunch of mis misfits that we sort of yeah. gelled together whereas what I can remember at college with um, the, the dancing troupe it was very much more there's the academic level as well within the sort of dancing A level yeah. which is really hard it's um, so hard but then there's also that again that sort of judgment of well that that move needs to be sharper or you don't look a certain image into that's it. it yeah yeah literally in a sentence yeah yeah so again going then further into the education bit what university did you go I went to Northampton oh. so it's quite an obscure choice yeah. but I didn't really audition for the that's why I love hearing about those stories because I didn't really audition for drama schools the only drama school I auditioned to was Lippa I completely right. failed the audition but I auditioned for Northampton and Bath Spa because yeah. I just wanted that university experience yeah. because I just didn't know much about drama schools my mum didn't know she was helping me but we yeah. we were both like clueless um but Northampton just like was amazing the audition was so good everyone who has gone to Northampton or has auditioned for it will always vouch for that and yeah and then I started there and it was like the best three years of my life it was yeah obviously you had downtime and yeah you can go like more deeper into the dark stuff but I did have a positive experience so yeah, yeah. is there a, a certain module that you took at Northampton that really sort of changed for the outlook that you have because I mean everyone's fairly new when they go to university so is there any mm. module there that you actually thought, yeah, that changes my outlook, that's... I think um, there was a module we did called Contact Improvisation, mm. which was like a dance thing. So yeah. obviously I still had that dancing bug and um, applying that to kind of uh, physical theatre movement into a script. Um, I don't know, just having that skill will always, I'll always remember that skill. And when I'm, you know, if I am directing, I always take that with yeah. me. I think it's just, it's basically... Um, a style of dance and movement where you have to like do contact and improvise and just let go and just be yeah. be and I just love that like stripping the character stripping you and just moving yeah I had a really good training at Northampton it was very good yeah 
wonderful. Yeah. I think definitely that stripping the character down, going to the basics of movement, I think it's yeah. re- really useful to sort of learn because movement's how we sort of show ourselves. It's sort of ninety mm, percent yeah. of how we communicate our, ourselves. Words is just a part of that, and movement's something that's not mm-hmm. explored in the text often. It's something yeah. that we have to create. So yeah, definitely that sort mm. of movement learning from your training is used. Yeah. It's for any early work then that I know you just touched base upon there, but saying when you direct a show, you go into movement. Mm. But is there any early work that you did do that was very movement orientated? Yeah, in third year we devised the show, and me and my friend will always say how like how proud it makes us that we did that show because oh, we just loved it. And it was like the first time I kind of had that directing role and that movement yeah. directing role. Um, and I kind of sculpted the piece with, alongside the director, which I was very happy about instead of being the actor in the show. And um, even though I did act in the show, it was great. Yeah. But I think that was the first time I kind of was like, oh, I quite like devising. I quite like being behind, like just not yeah. being outside and watching it within. And yeah, it was called The Accused and it was, yeah, it was like great, great play and a great director. Yeah. Um, but also the first time I kind of realised, oh, actually maybe acting isn't what I want to go into. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's interesting that you had that early on light bulb moment of maybe mm. sh- just doing acting is not something that I really need to do. Maybe it's yeah directing as well. You, you've taken that through um, because you are sort of a, a recognised actor, but you're also a recognised director. Yeah, well, yeah, I think I think that's why I want to kind of go through it. And you, but you know this like you just want to kind of have those credits behind you yeah. and have that reputation yeah. now so that's what I'm just working towards now and I think that that's something that you have done during lockdown because there's been a lot of projects that you've been involved with yeah no um I really tried to do that like with your company I've loved working with your company and um I try to work with others and yeah. write my own stuff and showcase it even mm. it's on zoom because I just think even though zoom can be zoom it was such an accessible way yeah to meet other people and now I go on workshop still on zoom i will see people i met in lockdown one i still i'll yeah. meet i'll follow them on instagram it's just been such a good way to connect yeah the, the projects that we've done over lockdown we've had people that are halfway across the world we've had yeah. people in god knows where we've had gibraltar we've had london we've had ireland we've 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 traveled and I think that's yeah. that's so wonderful that we can do that, that we can no longer say on sort of an audition pack that you need to be based in a certain area. Exactly, but, exactly. And I think that there's a diversity then that you're incorporating more voices across the world. And the more mm-hmm. voices that we do have, the more that we can sort of share ideas and collaborate more and further. Yeah. Wonderful. So then let, let's go back into that sort of early work. So graduating mm-hmm. university, what then happened? I was really lucky. Um, I got my first job in August of that year. So like wow. I was, in, yeah, I, yeah, um, I was, I just got a TIA tour with a company called Alter Ego. They're very, very cool, cool company. And um, yeah, I got that. So I was like, so lucky to kind of have that precipice and yeah. just know that I've got a job and it was the first kind of taste of TIA. And I did that a lot before the pandemic. And I think it's such a bread and butter for actors to do. And I don't think it should be shamed upon because I think it's so good to learn yeah. that discipline. And yeah. I think it's fun. If you're touring with people like that you love, it is such a good fun job. So yeah, I did that. And then um and then I got Panto. Um so I really grab and I do kind of I don't want to like what's it I'd be arrogant. But I do yeah. I graft and I will work for yeah. it. And then after that, I was like working at the pub that I still work at. 
and I was just doing little jobs and then I just started to write monologues again and I got yeah. on a showcase in London which again is another really achievement of mine it just shows that you don't have to keep calling yourself an actor you can be anything you yeah. want if you put your mind to it and then I just thought I'm gonna direct so I directed a show I just think 2019 was just such a weird year I was just trying yeah. so many different things and it just pay off a little bit so yeah I think I just threw myself into anything and everything and I think that's what you should do obviously be careful what you yeah. throw yourself into yeah. but within reason yeah but just connect with people because at the end of the day people is will help you get where you want to be yeah I mean the, the more work that you do for more people that you meet so exactly someone's at least going to offer a handout at one point yeah think of you one time yeah yeah and I mean, it's interesting that you say 2019 because that feels so long ago, but it's not. Yeah. It's, it's only a year and a bit ago. I so, know, it's mad. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, so is there a misunderstanding then about your role? What's the biggest misunderstanding that people have? About my role or about me? More about, about your, my role? Well, let's go with role first. I think it's because like I didn't really have the um, proper drama school training. I've done a lot of, you know... Um, with directing especially I've only just started going so I saw a tweet like oh you shouldn't really call yourself something if you're you know you've not done much of it or you've not put a show on at the national you know what I mean yeah and I was just like yeah that's probably a misunderstanding but actually it's BS because you can be anything like if you want to be a paramedic obviously I know it's privilege and you obviously money and stuff but if you wanted to be something I think you could really do it um with the means and the you know so yeah I think that's a misunderstanding of like seeing me as a, a like a female director that wants to kind of break boundaries but I've only done two shows yeah I don't know it, it takes time doesn't it and I'm especially yeah I mean we've touched base upon how good lockdown has been in some aspects but in other aspects it has been hard it's it's yeah there's, there's not that much work out there like there used to be and even when mm-hmm. there used to be that much work there's there wasn't enough work for everyone to have a piece yeah so yeah. It, it does take time but it's interesting that you mentioned that because the last episode that we did last week we've had mm. a we touched based mm. upon that if you, if a painter wants to be a painter they paint and therefore they're yeah. a painter but an actor doesn't have to work as an actor to be an actor you're an no. actor regardless it, yes it's, it's more about your dna if an actor it, it becomes part of you 100 percent. yeah no definitely Let, let's go about a misunderstanding then about you as a person i think people i can really yeah uh, people think i'm dumb and i don't think for myself mm. because I am blonde I am um from Manchester I have this accent I got told yeah. in drama school I'll never play someone professional um so I was just like I think that's a misunderstanding of me of like I people think I'm this kind of um person and maybe I do live up to that persona sometimes mm-hmm. I know it's a very privileged thing to say oh, I'm, I'm just called dumb but yeah. um yeah I think people just misunderestimate what I can think and do yeah. um but again that's by my own anxiety and my own imposter syndrome which yeah. I massively have so yeah I think that's definitely a misunderstanding about me I think that's really interesting though because that that's nothing that's come across to my mind in in mm. sort of working in rehearsals with you the amount of stuff that you give in rehearsals, that sort of the, yeah. the reading of characters is really sort of amazing that you do. So that that's mm, really interesting that, that people do think that because mm-hmm. you, there's nothing about it. Maybe it's because... I think but, it's like the, the comments in drama school that might yeah. have got in my head. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people think I'm, um, I'm a bitch as well. I hate using that word, but a lot of people probably meet me are like, we thought you were going to be horrible. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not horrible. I'm really 
literally the nicest person I think I am yeah. so yeah I think a lot of people I have like um because I have that blue eye I did have blonde hair look yeah I think people think oh you're the Regina George but actually yeah I'm not no <laughs> I'm the Katie yeah. <laughs> not the <Yeah>. Regina <laughs> yeah. or is that a good thing <laughs> what's one production you'd want to be involved in if I could wave my magic oh, wand God and get rid of all the barriers and constraints just thinking of now I think I would love to be in a police crime drama and be a Saran Jones I know that's such like a weird thing for me to think of because I'm watching Line of Duty at the moment I'm like that would be so good to be a part of and be such a staple in British TV I think any kind of BBC drama or anything kind of yeah and then on on the other hand I'd love to be Roxy Hart in Chicago so there's like so many different things yeah. and I'd love to direct a show the national yeah you know, there's so many yeah. different things I could love to do but um yeah I think if I could like right now click click my fingers it would be like um a main character on a tv crime show yeah that'd be so good and I think that they've grown in popularity yeah a lot yeah knowing that people are going to be like so engrossed in what you've made yeah. and what you produced I think it's yeah it's cool and I think there's always been that sort of we want to get the bad guy that sort of sense of yeah yeah we we want to get i mean all these sort of real crime dramas as well people are hooked on as well exactly like those documentaries yeah 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 the mystery and i've always been interested i love mystery books and i think yeah i just i just think it's such a good like program to watch at night with your tea and just be like oh like just get into it i think acting in one of them would be really 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 cool and just knowing the ins and outs i've always thought you know when they drive cars in those dramas yeah do they actually drive the car or do they I always think I don't know I'm going yeah. off on a tangent but like think, just the ins and outs I think sometimes they do but sometimes they don't it depends on yeah. the actor and the the scene that it requires yeah because I'm I was like oh imagine if I got that role and I don't drive like what am I yeah. gonna do but I, I think I, I think just... I heard it on Coronation Street at one point a character was driving but they the the person couldn't drive so they used to get towed everywhere oh. so that, that sort of made them sort of go, oh, I need to pass my test because I can't. <laughs> I so, yeah, I need to learn. so yeah. yeah, I don't know, just like knowing things. <laughs> yeah. So talking of books, though, you mentioned mystery books. Is there any recommendations that you've got for us, whether it be TV shows or books? Um, I think my first book, if you're an actor creative, you need to read How to Fail by Elizabeth Day. I think mm. that is the book of my life. And she yeah. also has another one called Philosophy purely just to kind of get rid of that fear of failing and knowing that you can get to where you want with failure. I also recently read a book called Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadette Veracristo. That's amazing fiction book about women. And um, I don't know, I just think it it was unreal. So definitely that. I need to start the book that I've got called Please Yourself, How to Stop People Pleasing. I'm a very massive self-help book fan I, I just bloody love and I, I people go oh it's not self-help though and I'm like well it is and I like that term yeah. because it's like you're you're working for yourself and working yeah. towards yourself which has been a massive thing in this year for me um but I've got a book Instagram if you want to follow books with Georgie that's all my recommendations there but yeah I, I just love books I need to get back into it really because working full-time it's so hard to sit down and read but yeah the pan like in the pandemic books really helped me escape and I don't know, feel good. So yeah, and then TV shows. I watch so many amazing ones, like The Boys on Amazon Prime mm. and um, 
like Hunters on Amazon Hunters. Prime. Oh my god, watch that! Um, but I've just watched such good TV. Yeah, and and I love Killing Eve as well. I'll always rave about Killing Eve because yeah. I think it's bloody brilliant, and that's coming soon. Yeah, anything that's Jodie Comer's in, I watch. But um, yeah, I just think some some of the TV shows that have come out during the pandemic have been absolutely phenomenal and has really saved a lot of people's time and yeah. you know um, mental health and yeah, I just think. I can't really think of the top of my head, but yeah, they're, they're my recommendations that I can think of. I, I think it's it's interesting, though, that you do mention that people have been watching more TV and they've been doing more sort of art, arts-based stuff because it shows the importance of the arts and not to get too political mm-hmm. because I don't want to make it a political <laughs> podcast. Um, but having that, the, the sense of, yes, we're at, we are doing our jobs and we're doing it to entertain yeah. people to educate people is still significantly important it's not yeah. as important as the doctors and nurses because what they do is crucial not. to society but 100%. what we do is still sort of important it's an education it's sort of a, a, a lesson yeah we let people escape and yeah. we let people have something to talk about at the dinner table like when mm. I'm at the pub now all I hear about is people talking about seasons and episodes and yeah. what they've watched and I think it's such a good conversation point uh, for me really because that's all I bloody do I watch TV but I love it and I'm so passionate about it and maybe that's because I'm an actor and I just get really into things but um I think you're right I think it really has helped and I think there should be more funding towards it and I think let's hope for this year that people go oh actually did save a lot of people actually and theatre hopefully will come back and smash out the park so fingers crossed that's what we've missed this year theatre but I watched Romeo and Juliet National Theatre did you watch it I did oh did you I I wasn't a big fan of it to be honest what did you think I um I bloody loved it but only purely because I just love the little changes they made the little detailed changes like um changing Lady Capulet and Lord Capulet's roles I was like that was like probably my favorite bit but yeah I I don't know I just quite like how people keep reinventing Shakespeare and I'm all here for it yeah that's why I liked I think it's funny that you mentioned flipping the roles of Montague Mm. Capulet because I think because I'm such a traditionalist when it comes to Shakespeare yeah that that was something that I was going hang on a minute this is a Going I didn't even clock. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I but I know what you mean because I spoke to lots of people who are like, no, I like yeah. Shakespeare is Shakespeare, whereas I'm just like, no, flip the script. I watched I watched um the clown in Twelfth Night be a drag queen a few years yeah. ago. I was like, loved it. I don't know. I just love reinvention, but yeah. I completely get what you mean because Shakespeare is Shakespeare. At the end yeah. of the day, so I mean, I, I love yeah. it. I, that probably the the drag queen one would probably be more down my oh, avenue. Yeah, it was so good because that reinvention of like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's sort of reinvention that I like but it's when it's changing the lines and people's roles within it then I'm like it did it, yeah it's going yeah to but I think it was interesting <laughs> because it was the National Theatre's first film mm. piece that we've ever done so yeah it, it I quite like the um, rehearsal element yeah of it being incorporated I really yeah. liked that um I just watched a lot of national I was that was what I could for theatre wise and it was free wasn't it in first lockdown yeah. which was really cool and accessible um, but yeah, I just can't wait for that to come back. I just, yeah, yeah. get me to the Royal Exchange with a yeah. pint in my hand, ready to watch a show. Well, that that's moved us quickly onto our sort of the, the penultimate question here. Ooh. What are you excited about in the future? Um, I'm just excited to get into the room again, really. Um, I'm hopefully going to be starting a master's this year in directing. Right. Um, Where's that? I'm at? really, really excited about that. East 15. East 15. Okay. Um, yeah, I got on a course and I, that was kind of like a very big goal goal of mine and I just yeah. never thought again imposter syndrome I never thought I would do it and then I yeah. did and I was like oh. yeah. 
Um, and I don't know, I think I've got a, hopefully I'm um, assistant director in a show that's going to go to London in August. Oh, right. What, what show yeah. is that? Can you tell us any details? Yeah, it's um, called Laps. It's written by Alexander Forrester Coles and directed by him. He's one of my best friends and um, he has a company called Eight Theatre Company. Mm-hmm. And I'm assisting and helping with the movement directing in that piece. Um, and we did a Zoom performance of it last year. And now we're finally making it live. Yeah. And it's going to be at the Etcetera Theatre in Camden on my birthday weekend. Just Everyone like remember birthday. that, yeah. Yeah, Leo, Leo birthday. Um, and then, yeah, and then hopefully I'm going to be doing an R&D for another play called In the Moss by um, Emma Zaddo. And that's about the Moss Side Riots. And it's a bloody brilliant play. I just love um, her work. Um, yeah. So that's going to hopefully be in June, just the day of R&D. And then hopefully we'll get that up. So, yeah, it's just I'm just trying to juggle so many things as yeah. well as working full time at a pub at the moment. So, you know, I mean, trying to get that money in. I think you really have a really good time management, though. I think that's yeah, one thing that I, I've I, learned about you over the months. Oh, thanks. That you that's do so have nice. a, a real good time management because other people would go, oh, I've got more than two things on at the minute. Uh, I can't cope. That includes myself. Yeah. <laughs> There's other people that can juggle sort of three or four projects on the go. Yeah, but I think I should be one of those people because I take too many things on and people that yeah. let's, 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 let's know me will go, yeah, I take too many things on. I think I can do it. And then I have a like a burnout breakdown. Yeah. So that's going to come soon. But no, I'm, I think I'm just excited just to get working again and meeting people in person. Like I've not met you in person. Yeah. How mad is that? I like, know. I just think it's mad. Um, So I'd love to do that. So yeah, just getting back to real world again, but also taking care of ourselves because we've just been through a whole full stressful situation yeah. so we need to just slowly integrate ourselves back into society again <laughs> i mean i think that's where the self-help books come into place there <laughs> oh it, it helps us get better yeah <laughs> yes it does and it makes you yeah just know that you're not alone in your mind last question the question that Ooh. we ask all our guests is okay. what is one piece of advice advice that you would give to your younger self or someone younger than yourself i don't care what other people think and just put all the effort that you have obviously put effort in friendships whatever but put all the effort in you have into yourself and put all that love and appreciation into yourself because you only get one life and you only get you and the world teaches us to hate ourselves and hate the way we look and hate the what we do whereas you're the most individual person and unique um, and I think it's such a beautiful thing to put that love and appreciation that you would give to other people but put it into yourself because at the end of the day you, you're, you're all you've got at the end of the day yeah. Um, I think yeah I just think don't care what other people think appreciate yourself love yourself get emotional but I just think that's yeah I think it's really important to um, focus on yourself and focus on your goals and don't let anyone obstruct them or constrict the way you feel so for today's message for this week's message <laughs> it's self-love self-love Love club. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> Wonderful. Georgie, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Adam. Thank you. I appreciate no um, you having me on. And yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye.